Of course, it's a a uh, actually a great example of the the theme in that way that we've chosen for the the retreat. In that, uh, um, you know, by um, this morning, sort of looking after people and the group, and then the, the uh, um, uh, 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 and then a subgroup, sort of really caring for caring for others, then coming back and caring for ourselves, and uh, uh, sitting quietly and uh, getting a, 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 a finding our anchor again and then being able to move from that anchor back to caring for others and this is uh, these are these are skills that we uh, we uh, uh, we need to to learn and cultivate <coughs> and uh, I mentioned it to the. Uh, we had a, a early morning. We had a, a, a meeting with the counselors, which we do every morning. And uh, I was asked to give a reflection. And what came to mind was the, you know, something very, I think, uh, uh, ordinary, mundane, uh, mundane on a certain level, in that the uh, uh, something if anybody's been around. Buddha circles, then you hear that, you know, that the chant, Namo Tassa Bhagavato Alahato Samma Sambuddhasa, and uh, it's uh, homage, homage to the Buddha, and uh, uh, it dates back to the, to the time of the Buddha, and it's, it's how uh, people uh, recollected or paid homage uh, to the to the Buddha, uh, but what it points to uh, are three particular qualities uh, of the Buddha. So that it's and when we cha- when we translate it into English as homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one, and blessed one is is. Is, re- is, is referring to the qualities of compassion. The Buddha is both blessed and bringing blessings. And it's that quality of compassion. Um, noble is, is uh, arahato. And literally it means one who is far from, far from defilement. And it's pointing to the quality of purity. And Sangma Sambuddhasa is saying, Perfectly enlightened, and it's pointing to wisdom and discernment. And um, those qualities, uh, of course, aren't just to be objectified of something that the Buddha did 2,500 years ago, uh, and it belonged to him. But these are qualities that we have the opportunity to cultivate ourselves and need to cultivate ourselves. Those aspects of Wisdom, compassion, and purity, and the kind of uh, discernment, uh, the quality of compassion, of caring for others, uh, wanting to alleviate the <coughs> difficulty and suffering of others. 
having that heart of, of uh, kindness uh, and goodwill. And, and, you know, that, you realize that that's a, that's an outgoing energy that is, uh, seeking to, to, you know, look after others and, and, and bring benefit to others. And the quality of, of, uh, say, purity, integrity, uh, is looking after ourselves. And really bring, coming back to that, uh, that fundamental quality of, um, a sense of, of just shedding the clutter that we, that we all tend to carry. And, uh, um, coming back to that quality of integrity. Um, so learning how to do that, of course, is always, it always takes wisdom and, and, uh, discernment, ability to, what is the balance? How to create that balance? How to sustain that balance? And those are, that's an ongoing conundrum, uh, whether one's a, um, sort of a, uh, um, one of the kindergarten kids here through to, uh, you, know, you continue working with that through your practice. I continue to work with that through my practice. It's, it's an ongoing question that we, that we, that, that, that's worth reminding ourselves. And that, that sense of, uh, caring for others forms a, forms a part of it. Uh, and, uh, and it's, but it's, it's part of that, the whole picture of caring for ourselves, caring for others, caring for the world. Uh, and, uh, the, just the, 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 say the, the watch word or the, 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 the key is the, is that, is that sense of balance and what, what is it that we need to bring into balance and, and to, renew a sense of our being anchored. Some years ago, a, uh, there was a, a very uh, senior monk. Um, actually, he just passed away this year. And uh, 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 he's a forest monk, Thai tradition, uh, highly respected. Uh, when he uh, passed away and they had his uh, funeral for him there was there's like a million people on the day of his of his cremation ceremony Ajahn Mahabua, some people might have heard of him but he uh, one time he came to um, our monastery in northeast thailand and uh, uh, asking questions and um, he, uh, I mean, he died when he was 97, so when that would have been, he'd been mid-80s, or he'd been 85, 80, or late-80s, and he was, he was actually really uh, busy uh, with a tremendous amount of programs helping people. And uh, uh, somebody asked him, how do you, like being a forest monk and quite reclusive, how do you do all that? And uh, his answer was really uh, 
quite beautiful in that he said, well, when the heart is really awakened, there's no other choice other than compassion. And, and it was, 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 uh, um, you know, it didn't, he didn't go into the practical side of it. He didn't go into rationalizing it. didn't go into anything other than, well, that's the nature of the mind. That's the nature of the heart. And, uh, you know, then you sort of think, well, that's okay for somebody who's fully enlightened, but what about me? <laughs> but it, it, I think it's, it's really helpful in that, just to remember that that is the natural response of, of the, that's the underlying, uh, nature of the, of the heart, of the mind. And, uh, uh, because sometimes it certainly doesn't feel like that. And the, uh, the, you know, caring for others. I mean, I can't even look after myself. What am I supposed to do looking after others? Uh, but, uh, uh, once the, uh, how do you say, once the whining settles down, <laughs> then you realize, oh yeah, the na- that's, that's the nature of the mind, is, is to, to, to feel, uh, others and to want to, uh, look after them. And, uh, and it's something that, uh, uh, you know, is, is actually ennobling, uh, to the, uh, to the human heart. Um, the uh, the Buddha, uh, of course, um, in many ways uh, encourages uh, generosity and giving, <coughs> and uh, uh, on a uh, uh, on a material level, and and uh, all the different ways of of uh, of giving service. Um, there's there's one discourse where uh, the Buddha says, you know, of all the the um, material gifts that one can give, um, the uh, um, you know, and uh, if one and he uses food as the example of is a offering a hundred dishes of of fine food to to people. Uh, a hundred in the morning, hundred at noon, hundred at night. And it's uh, uh, just by uh, generating the thought of goodwill and kindness uh, that has a much more uh, a stronger effect. It's a bigger effect, uh, and. Uh, uh, he said, even uh, the, uh, the image is, is, of course, it's India, it's an agrarian society. And so even as, as long as it takes to sort of milk, a, to pull a cow's udder, to pull, to, to, uh, to, to milk a cow, just to get one little bit of milk, uh, that, uh, uh, that's just that length of time. So you think it's not, not that long, you realize, uh, the Buddha is pointing to, to something that when we, when we're able to remind ourselves of that, that, yeah, that natural, uh, inclination, appreciation, um, and nurturing that comes from, 
for ourselves and for others when we bring up the quality of, of goodwill, of kindness. And with that thought of, of, uh, of caring for others, uh, that has a, it has a transformative effect. Because sometimes we can get lost in the things that we think we, we should do, need to do, must do. And, and it, it tends to be externalized. And, and particularly, I think, in, in, the, in this society, in American society, is so focused on doing. And, and, uh, uh, somebody actually, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, talking, talking to them and they, they, they said something like, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm actually, I'm not so active, but I'm really busy. <laughs> Which is, is sort of, it was a really nice distinction in the sense of, um, we tend to, to, uh, yeah, you know, fill, fill our, fill our time up with busyness, uh, and forget to actually be actively engaged and a- actively, uh, engaging with the, uh, something that is either fruitful, beneficial, nourishing. Um, uh, uh, meaningful to us, we end up being busy, and uh, and uh, uh, it uh, um, you know it fills up the time, <laughs> but uh, uh, it it's so important to to not just default to the to the, the things that keep us busy, but returning to the qualities that that actually nourish us and and. Uh, Help to establish us in in uh, yeah, qualities of of uh, goodwill, compassion, a sense of 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 settling, returning to an an anchor. And we're reflecting on this um, theme of caring for others for the day. Uh, the uh, rem- also reminded of a, 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 an occasion when I, I went to visit and a, a, a monk called Ajahn Buddhadasa, and uh, there's a picture of him in uh, yesterday I saw in the uh, the gratitude gazebo. Uh, uh, there's all pictures of different teachers, and and there's a picture with uh, a group of of uh, uh, people that are now. Uh, spirit rock teachers, and there's about five of them, and uh, they're with uh, Ajahn Buddhadasa. So he's a Thai um, monk, a great, great scholar and great meditator, and uh, he's also a, a great uh, teacher, expounder of of, of Dhamma. And uh, over the years, I went and visited him from time to time. He lived in the south of Thailand. I lived in the, the northeast, so it wasn't that easy for me to, to get there. And I went, uh, it was actually the last time that I saw him before he died. He was um, into his early 80s by then, and uh, still, still actively Teaching, and uh, uh, and I uh, 
uh, having uh, followed his his teachings and uh, read uh, read and listened to his talks, I really, one of the things that he tended to do was pick up a particular theme and then explore it for you know months and sometimes years, um, like dependent origination. He gave talks every week on dependent origination for I don't know how many years, two, three years, and uh, exploring it from all sorts of different angles. And uh, um, so I, I asked him, um, just stating that, you know, I've noticed that you will take, tend to take a, a theme and, uh, and teach from that theme. Uh, and now that you're over 80 and you're, you're approaching the end of li- your life, what, what's the theme that you're, you're emphasizing when you're teaching? And he just chuckled and sort of said, I'm not teaching much these days. So I keep telling people to just don't be selfish. <laughs> and it was, a, it was really, really lovely, and both in terms of, you know, that's an accumul- accumulation of uh, kind of wisdom, practice, experience. He's somebody who has given his life to, to teaching and benefiting others. Uh, and, uh, he's, and he's also uh, had tre- tremendously powerful meditative experiences himself. And to just be that simple and succinct is to remember, yeah, don't be selfish. Uh, it always gets in the way, it always complicates things, it always always makes things uncomfortable. So that, that sense of recognizing uh, when that voice of Selfishness comes up in, you know, in, in our, in our hearts and, and, uh, and, you know, it can natural away at us for a while. It can, can, uh, you know, can, it's not even that sometimes it's, uh, uh, just sort of whispering in the background. It sort of sometimes sort of reaches up and grabs you by the throat. This, yeah, because those those tendencies are, are are there, but just to be able to say, "All oh, right, I, I don't need to be selfish." And so that that uh, uh, it's a way of fi- again finding balance, and because the 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 reference reference point that we naturally have, of course, is our is ourselves, our own feelings, our own experience. Uh, but as a the opportunity that we have as practitioners is realizing that we have an opportunity to step beyond that those bounds of of, of self and our tendency to, to to selfishness and recognize how we can care for others and others can be in our sphere of 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 attention uh, and in doing that we can can uh, create that uh, that sense of balance, and it's always a um, a um, you know it's always a challenge to you know how do we how do we get that balance? How do we, and it's important not to get too 
you know, too theoretical, um, uh, too uh, too idealistic. Um, I think of uh, one of uh, Ajahn Chah's teachers. Uh, uh, he uh, when he uh, he gave ad- advice to um, to. Ajahn Chah, and, and Ajahn Chah really don't, yeah. This, this particular monk was a, uh, uh, he's quite eccentric and, uh, quite, uh, uh, very dynamic. And, but he said, you know, practice is, is actually not that, not, not that difficult at all. And he said, when they say the defilements come at you high, then you duck. When they come low, then you jump over them, and that's it. <laughs> that's that's how you work with it. And you know, you don't again. You don't have to go to Buddhist theory, or you realize, oh yeah. Sometimes they, you know, we get our sort of views and opinions, and and uh, you know, it's all very. It can be cast in a very righteous way, and then you realize, hmm, yeah, that's it's uh, actually. Just defilements. I better, I better tone it down. Get down here, and or again, yeah, sort of our kind of lower energies of you know, aversion, ill will, or just uh, desire reaching out. And you think, wow, we've got to lift ourselves up. We've got to get over this. And it's just those balances of finding, finding a balance and recognizing, knowing ourselves well enough to to uh, recognize those tendencies and. and uh, and that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the practice is, is learning how to see that in all the different circumstances, uh, of our, of our life. And the, the, uh, you know, I have different responsibilities, different hats that we wear, you know, whether it's mothers, fathers, or, Family members ourselves, of being siblings, or being responsibilities in 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 society and with our friends, and all these different areas of of our life. Yeah, how do they how do they affect us? What does what does what are the the reactions uh, that we have? What comes up? And coming back to well, finding a place of balance, finding a place of of, of stability and uh, that sense of having the tr- the general sort of tools to do that so yeah, wisdom compassion purity those are those are tools they're not sort of ultimate goals that one idealizes that one's going to get some sometime somewhere way off in the future uh, they're tools that you start to learn how to how to use learn how to rely on uh, you learn how to uh, say to to implement them skillfully, uh, so that the, uh, the 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 tools of being a being a practitioner uh, are are all these things of mindfulness and and uh, discernment. Uh, it's, uh, it's learning how to learning how to use them skillfully. The uh, I think of the uh, uh, what I mentioned before of the uh, uh, the five great gifts um, 
you know, those a- the aspects of of uh, just of, of precepts, uh, of virtue. Uh, it's very po- very powerful. And sometimes we you know we make assumptions of say the Buddha's teachings and the being a Buddhist. It's you know all around meditation, but it's not. It's around the, the, all of our life and learning how to to implement things like yeah, uh, virtue, precepts, not in a um, uh, sort of in in the way of it being rules that you're 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 bound by, but uh, these are conduct. Our conduct can be a gift. Uh, or it could be something that creates problems, difficulties for ourselves and for others. So learning how to learning how to work with those uh, basic ways of interacting uh, as human beings and aspects of generosity and service. That's a part of uh, part of our training and practice. It isn't something that you do to get over with, so you can. You can meditate some time later, but it's it's all of the the the, the uh, aspects of of our of our life are the the form the foundation of our of our of our practice and uh, you know, being able to to wield that 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 skillfully. And there's a uh, <coughs> A discourse where the Buddha points to um, virtue as being the the, the 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 basis and the the uh, uh, the foundation of of, of liberation and uh, of of uh, uh, the the goal, the freedom from suffering, and uh, he points to it as a natural process. And so when you have you're established in virtue, it's natural uh, that you will experience non-remorse. It's just just ordinary in the same way that you you drink a glass of water and you you feel the the wet, your thirst goes away. Uh, It's very natural. And he just points to this this natural process of uh, because of non-remorse and there's going to be a feeling of well-being well-being, there's going to be a sense of joy. When one has joy, there's going to be tranquility. Where there's tranquility, there's going to be happiness. When there's happiness, there's going to be a settled mind. When there's a settled mind, one's going to see clearly. When you see clearly, there's going to the heart will turn to disenchantment. When there's disenchantment, there's going to be relinquishment. When there's relinquishment, there's freedom. And these are these are natural, they're natural things that we uh, uh, we tend to think we've got to you know to work at. So in the same way with that, the Ajahn Mahabhuva saying, yes, it's natural to to have compassion and want to respond. So that 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 sense of of these this this path uh, being something completely completely natural, but we have to attune to it. And that's what the the sense of balance is for, so that we can attune to these aspects of the path. But in particular, they say it arises out of the yeah, virtue, non-remorse, and just our actions and speech, how we 
live with each other, how we engage with each other, how we engage with the, the society around us, and the people closest to us. And, and as we attend to those uh, um, interactions in just the ordinary day-to-day nitty-gritty of life, you realize that you're laying a foundation for for all of this goodness to be to be arising, and it's natural. It's not. Uh, it's uh, the uh, you know what we have to learn is to get out of the way. <laughs> so I'll offer that for reflection. I left a bit of time for questions. If anybody has any. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's an interesting play with the, the theme of taking care of self, too, because I was very struck by the, by the statement from Mark Twain about don't be selfish. Yeah. And yeah. what I struggle with and, and would, would appreciate any reflection on is discerning when is, is helpfully taking care of, of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, even, if, even sometimes there's a quality of grasping. Mm-hmm. I'll give an anecdote just to make it easy to understand. Today, I, I've been struggling with something emotionally, and I really would like to talk to Gil Fonsdale. Mm-hmm. And I knew there's going to be sign-ups. And I found myself hovering and noticing grasping, and then the voice saying, well, you shouldn't be grasping. You should you know, detach. You know, this more than you do. And, and I really wanted to, and I wouldn't sign up on the first one. Voice, but, and, and I don't think that was necessarily selfish. I, I mm-hmm. think part of me, part of me recognizes maybe there's something generous and maybe other people need this more than you do and detach from that attachment um, and you know be the perfect Buddha. Yes, uh, exactly. So, but, but I also think I can certainly delude myself into being more selfish than I need to be. And so I, I know I delude myself often into giving myself permission to be greedier than I, than I really need to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope that question makes sense and if you have any, again, to avoid being too theoretical, I agree, but um, discerning that when is really healthy listening to oneself and taking care of oneself, and, and when is it time to, to potentially renounce that? Well, I, I mean, I think you've actually um, kind of nailed it on the head in the sense that that you know that there's that uh, you know there is the theory of, of being completely selfless, and uh, you know that's what the Buddha taught, non-self sort of, but. Yeah, the reality is, um, yeah, we have to learn to look after ourselves, and you have to learn to pay attention to when, when it, uh, and, and that's where the where the Buddha um, points to, say, benefit, uh, uh, as opposed to say what's beneficial, what's useful, what's fruitful, as opposed to. You know what is idealistically and politically correct as a Buddhist, uh, so that that uh, um, 
one 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 has to 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 look to the and the, and then the benefit is then cast in benefit for oneself benefit for others benefit for both um, and uh, so that uh, uh, one really does have to lay a good foundation for looking after oneself um, because if we don't have a a foundation it's like in the 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 just the uh, in, in when we uh, do chanting of um, generating of loving kindness the first person that you direct loving kindness towards is yourself and and that's not selfish it's practical it's beneficial um, it's necessary, even, because you have to have a foundation to be able to then work from, to encompass, encompass others. Um, and, uh, um, the, a lot of the skill sometimes comes in watching over time, uh, you know, the tendency of the mind to, you know, want to be, you know, say, ideal, uh, fit into one's ideals, and, you know, to be perfect. And, and then there's the reality that, you know, we, we're floundering or we're having difficulty and, you know, we really have to pay attention to what's the reality and how do I work with that? And sometimes it will be really looking after myself. And sometimes it'll be Okay, I can, I can work with this uh, by by giving to others as well. So that, uh, but the 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 uh, the attentiveness uh, has to come back to, you know, what's the result? Um, is it beneficial? Is it useful? Is it fruitful? Um, and the Buddha's, um, uh, well, I say guideline for for what's fruitful and beneficial is that it alleviates suffering for oneself alleviates suffering for others increases one's own happiness increases others happiness so it's it's a uh, it's a bigger picture and sometimes we can't see it because we're in, in the swirl of it all and uh, yeah you just have to try something out and see what works Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes that out of the. It takes that out of the realm of uh, right and wrong, good and bad. Right, right. It's a, it's a really interesting uh, discourse and teaching that the Buddha gives. And there's a um, and there's one where he points it to it as 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 very natural, and the other he gives an image of rain falling on on the mountaintops, 
And in the same way that when rain falls on mountaintops, it's just natural for it to flow down and collect into little rivulets and little streams and bigger little creeks and then into rivers and river till one reaches the ocean. It's just as a it's a natural progression. Um, one of the other things that's really interesting when the Buddha uses that that progression of causes and conditions is uh, sometimes he'll actually stop at the point of because there is this kind of progression of um, well-being, uh, tranquil uh, joy, tranquility, happiness, uh, stability of mind, samadhi, concentration. And sometimes he'll actually stop and say, the happy mind is easily concentrated. And it's really important because I would assume that most of us work from the assumption that when I get my meditation together, then I'll be happy. And that and there's that, that goal, you know, I've really got to get my meditation together so I can be really happy. And the Buddha goes from a completely different way. He said, when you get your happiness together, then you'll be peaceful. <laughs> so it's a, a, yeah. And those conditions that the Buddha points to of virtue, of um, laying the foundation, skillful action, um, wise reflection, faith. I mean, he starts at different points and works into that, that, that progression. And, uh, but that, that, that sense of you know, really nurturing the, the, the roots of our, our well-being and happiness in, in, a, in a true way, not in a, in a superficial way, but when we really pay attention, uh, it, uh, it really does benefit ourselves and benefit others. And so learning how to pay attention. Well, what actually does nurture those roots? <laughs>